welcome to Scrollin' episode 108. I'm Ket, joining me as always, Davia Starjumper. Forgot the episode number. <laughs> there for a second, oh. I had to like find it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, we we're, we're getting up there too high. We're just getting up there too high. Three digits. It's a lot to keep track of. It's a lot. It's a high, that's a big number. That's a big number for us. Our 108, man. Time keeps on slipping. It's going to be 110 here pretty soon, and then it'll be 200, and then we'll be dead. And it's, before you know it and then you know? it's over and then it's all over it's all gone yes, the pan just you know slips through your fingers uh, sands through the hourglass 200 huh yeah not much time left you could say <laughs> oh, here we man. are 100 episodes closer to death oh gosh <laughs> uh, i'm gonna start counting the math here every two weeks hold on no, it's been what is it's it? been good. One oh eight. You get twenty we get twenty six episodes a year. So it takes four or five years to Yeah. I I, to I you know, I think we got a I think we got a little bit more in us. We get we got a little more than just a couple of years. I mean Well, no, I didn't literally mean like we die right no, there. I'm just saying You said like, it. You can't take it back now. You just your said perception we're dead. your perception of the passage of time, you know, it's like next thing you know. Your daughter's just, getting married, and yeah. next thing you know, it's episode two hundred, and the next thing you know, you're dead. <laughs> you're dead. So this <laughs> it's is all over. There we go. There we go. And that's how well we remember our lives is by the episodes. Um, public test server version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think we can make that work. <laughs> <laughs> Transition was beautiful. We gotta. We gotta. It just was so uh, seamless. Just seamless. So, yeah, public test server version 9.1.4 was last week. That was week five. Uh, and the final week of PTS, nothing really happened. Everything that we talked about on the last episode is pretty much still the way it is. Um, so we're just going to do a little bit of a feature roundup of all the things that we're getting with this update, just so we kind of know where, where we've settled in all this stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're just going to list these things off. We've already kind of talked about most of this stuff in depth. If we have any new thoughts since then, of course, we'll, we'll share them. But I think we're just going to kind of list these things off. So uh, number one, we have the, the quest improvements for new players. So you're not going to get bombarded with as many quests when you're a low level and they'll start unlocking as you level up. Seems like a good thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're getting these new Cyrodiil monster sets. We've got the Jeral Mountains War Chief. That's the one that gives you and your target healing reduction. The Nimine Bay Battle Reeve gives you that damage shield when you get knocked back or pulled. Uh, and then Colovian Highlands General. That's the one that gives you and your teammates um, ultimate, 15 ultimate whenever you kill somebody. Yep. All three seem really good. Yeah. I think that ult gen one's going to create a lot of fun builds. Yeah, I think the ult gen one's going to create a lot of fun builds. I think the damage shield one is going to create a lot of annoying builds. Yep. Yeah, that one I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> that one being good is not near as exciting. <laughs> I actually am pretty interested to see that healing reduction one in action. I kind of feel like that could potentially be okay. I feel like it's the the new number one dual set uh, out there. Yeah, uh, I think so. I think if you ha- if someone's using it against you and you're not using it back against them, then yeah. you just lose. Yeah, it's just game over. Yeah. I'm I'm interested to see what it's going to be like in a BG. Like, I don't know. You're you're really weakening yourself, but you're just you're just doing so much uh, for the team there. It's it's kind of a good. Um, you know what it is? Is it's kind of a good. 
the despair style. Not not that you would use it on despair, but kind of the despair style, just debuff the other team massively. Yeah, it'd be great for that. If you could come up with a build that can overcome that debuff that you're getting yeah. on yourself, then... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it necessarily would be good for a necromancer. Thematically, it'd be perfect for a necromancer, but I don't know if necro has the the sauce to pull it off. Poor necros. We're also getting these PvP death notifications. So, like, uh, you'll be in Cyrodiil, and you'll see in the chat box, Davius Starjumper killed Uncle Sam near the Fort Ash lumber mill, uh, or I, something like that. If that ever <laughs> happens, I'm screenshotting it. I'm gonna take. If I can old. If I can take old Uncle Sam down, that's that's a win for me. I'm getting a T-shirt made. Yeah, there's just these little text notifications that let you know when PvP stuff is happening in your vicinity. Uh, we have the improved Imperial City treasure scamp loot. So treasure scamps are going to be um, more rare. You're not going to see them as often, but they'll have much more valuable loot uh, when you do see them. They're adding a bunch of new achievements to the base game. So when you log in after this update, you should be getting just a bunch of new achievements popping up on the screen. That'll be cool. Okay. And there are some combat and ability changes. We're getting, we'll get into those now. So uh, for Dragon Knight, the combustion passive was nerfed to 33%. So uh, burning and the poison status, they deal 33% additional damage instead of 50%. And then the green dragon blood ability, the other morph of coagulating, uh, it now has a heal over time that scales with your max health. Most people will probably still use coagulate, but... Yeah, coagulating blood's just too, too strong for that to, for that to be the new way to go. Yeah, it's just too strong to pass up. For Necromancer, the Colossus Ultimate, that's the big Hulk Smash Ultimate, uh, they buffed it, so they shaved 50 points off the cost, so it costs 50 Ultimate less, uh, and they increased the damage by 11%, and then the Pestilent Morph is now guaranteed to apply the disease status, and the Glacial Morph extends major vulnerability to 17 seconds uh, instead of 12 seconds. So for Nightblade, Grim Focus is permanently active all the time. You no longer need to activate it. You just fire the bow when it's ready. That's it. Uh, Cloak gives you your major crit buff on both bars. Even though you only have it slotted on one bar, you'll have your major crit buff on both bars. Uh, the Healing Morph does not give you the crit buff, but it does give you that uh, minor protection on both bars while slotted as well. Kingnar, what's up, dude? Band Dog 2024, done. <laughs> It's done. I'm going to write that down as a possible episode title. Band Dog. 2024. <laughs> and then the Veiled Strike ability, the melee spammable surprise attack, the stamina morph, uh, is now guaranteed to crit every three seconds instead of every four seconds. Uh, and then Concealed Weapon gives you major berserk instead of a unique 10% damage buff. So it's mostly quality of life stuff for Nightblades. I don't think they're necessarily becoming more powerful, but it's just going to be a lot easier to play a Nightblade, a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. The Sorcerer's Bound Armaments ability is getting the same treatment as Grim Focus. It's just permanently active at all times, so you no longer need to activate it. You just fire those daggers whenever you're ready, and that's it. And the passives that it grants are also active on both bars at all times as well. That's becoming a real pop popular theme this update. Yeah, I mean, and hopefully they're going to be rolling that out to you know all classes. It'd be nice if we can all enjoy these these nice things. Maybe that's <laughs> yeah. just that's all they had time to do with this patch. But I don't know since this is only 
uh, a balance patch. You know, there's no content or anything like that. I kind of feel like they maybe could have hooked up the Necro a little bit more. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's all the class changes. And then for the bow, uh, the long shots passive now increases damage done, all damage done by 5% to enemies within 15 meters. Or it gives you an additional about 6% crit chance against enemies that are further than 15 meters. Uh, that applies to all damage. Right now, this passive only applies to bow abilities, so uh, that, that is pretty nice. For the Destro Staff, the Ancient Knowledge passive, uh, the, the Flame Staff version, this is the one that uh, currently buffs your single target damage. It's no longer going to do that. It now buffs your dots and status effects by 12%. Uh, and then the lightning staff buffs direct damage and channeled attack, channeled attacks by 12%. So uh, no more AOE from the lightning staff, no more single target from the flame staff. You know that's old news. So some some builds are going to have to change. Some stuff's going to have to. That's going to be probably the most impactful change of this patch, I would say. Yeah, the the Destro staff whirlwind, the, the roller coaster we've been on. Yeah, flame staff for a DK, I think, is going to be really good though. That's I'm excited about that though because thematically that makes sense to me, like that works, that checks mm -hmm. out. Yeah, they're all about dots. They're all about applying that burning and poison status as much as possible, so it just kind of fits perfectly with them. Lightning staff still seems to work with Templar for the most part. Although I was thinking about that because I've actually been kind of toying with the idea of maybe trying to work a lightning staff on Old Betsy's front bar since she's okay. all AOE. Mm -hmm. uh, but with this this change, that it wouldn't, I can't do that because the, all those AOE pulses they are not direct anything. damage. Yeah. yeah, only the jabs would get it. Right. So it's kind of it's actually kind of a good thing. So it's like, well, that's not even an option. So <laughs> they took it away. Don't have to think about it. Yeah, it's kind of kind of a relief, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> the penetrating magic passive. Uh, it's now going to ignore twenty nine seventy four spell resistance rather than ten percent spell resistance. So it's that flat value. Uh, and then the trifocus passive uh, with a flame staff. Uh, a heavy attack will now apply a dot to the target rather than uh, increasing the damage of the heavy attack. Uh, lightning staff heavy attacks only do AOE damage on the final tick. Pretty big nerf to that. Although for boss fights and stuff, that makes almost no difference at all. You know. So if you're if you're using that as like your main PVE DPS build, I think your your DPS is still going to be pretty good. You're just losing out on some AOE damage. But, you know, mobs and stuff die so fast anyway. I think that's probably not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but I'll always take a nerf to a, to a heavy attack build. Yes. And then the Frost F heavy attack uh, grants a slightly larger damage shield than it currently does. Still pretty small. And that's it for Destro Staff. Uh, dual wield the Twin Blade and Blunt Passive. Slightly nerfed uh, for all weapons except axes. They're staying the same. Uh, the Two-Handed Heavy Weapons Passive. Uh, it's basically the same exact passive. It was also slightly nerfed uh, except for axes. Axes stay the same. Uh, also for Two-Handers, a pretty big deal. The Follow-Up Passive uh, now gives a, a unique 10% damage buff to all damage done when you do a fully charged heavy attack, uh, rather than currently, it just gives a 10% damage buff to your next direct damage attack only. Now it's like, a, I think it's a four second window of 10% buff to all damage done. You weave that into a wrecking blow, get your, your major berserk, 
You probably have Camo Hunter sl slotted with Minor Berserk, so that's 25%. You, ha you have Malakath now, original yeah. Malakath, and you can crit. So a lot of damage potential there. I think two-hander is going to become a lot more powerful, yeah. or a lot more popular, I mean. So we're going to see some two-handed Wreck and Blow builds. Yeah. Got a full chat. Grizzly Khan, Uncle Sam, want to buy my dog? Glad to have you guys here. Oh, King Nartube, sorry. And then the Maelstrom two-hander, when you use critical charge, it increases all direct damage by 9.3% of your weapon and spell damage with a cap of 560. I've kind of come around talking to some people. On the last episode, I was thinking, that doesn't seem so hot. There are some possible builds that can make really, really good use of that. I don't think it's going to be something you can slap on any old build, uh, but for the right build, it can be very, very good. I think we'll see some of that on some Sorks and some Force Pulse spammers. You have to keep in mind, though, that it's attached to critical charge. So you have to put yourself in melee range to use it. So, you know, like ranged Force Pulse spammers, it technically would be good for Force Pulse, but you got to put yourself in melee range to use it. So I love that idea. I, I hope yeah. the person that has a for Force Pulse on me is, is going to get melee range. Yeah, they're going to have to at least put themselves there and then maybe go you know put some distance or whatever but i think you'll mostly just see it on like maybe like rapid strikes users like stamina builds probably yeah hey welcome max Solion. thanks for joining us man and then uh azure blight reaper is getting changed i think getting buffed as far as i can tell so they nerfed the explosion by 10 percent, but now the damage is increased by 30 percent for each enemy hit up to a maximum of 180 percent and then the explosion has a now has a cooldown of 0.5 seconds rather than no cooldown at all right now. I don't think that that 0.5 second cooldown is a very big deal. But this um, explosion scaling thing is interesting. I tested this on PTS. It was just on a target dummy. Perhaps my testing is flawed. Maybe someone can can check me on this. But it seems like even if you're only hitting one single target, that counts to increase it by 30%. You know, it's so like, wild. so if you're reading the tooltip, whatever the tooltip says, I think you need to just mentally add thirty percent to that because even if you're only hitting one target, it's going to get the thirty percent. So I think that's potentially really good. I think even though you know the explosion is being nerfed by ten percent, but then actually buffed by thirty, so it's gaining twenty percent damage. Yeah, they're is just trying right? to they're trying to trick us with that math is what's happening <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Um. So I'm curious to see that. I, I just did a little bit of testing on a build that's just kind of halfway put together on PTS just to just to see the set in action. I'll have to, you know, won't have a final verdict on it until the patch goes live. But I have been playing with Azure Blight lately on the live server, uh, mostly on my Necromancer, just trying to find a good way to use this set. It's actually really hard to use in PvP. Um, in certain situations, it's extremely powerful. Uh, but in other situations, it's just completely useless. You know, I've I've had entire fifteen minute long matches where it didn't hit anyone the entire time. Yeah, not not um, our kind of set. I know that like sometimes you can make those builds be really fun, but I feel like that we're both both the type that we want we want something that's going to give us consistency. Yeah, but the problem is I did have actually a couple of matches where I do see the potential. You know, <laughs> and there was like a 
the big dog pile and all the conditions were there and it was popping off and I was getting a lot of value out of it. And I could really see like, man, this is a great set in this situation. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be something that's going to be good in every situation. But maybe with this change, it will be. I think uh, the stacks are supposed to build up faster now because I think there's a hidden cooldown for generating the stacks currently and then removing that now. I oh, feel like okay. I saw that somewhere. But I'm going to go ahead and say it on a podcast so, <laughs> as though it's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. You're hearing it live. But... Um, I think I think we can probably expect to see some people trying out Azure Blight. It looks like it's kind of getting buffed. I think some people are going to be testing it out. It would make sense that we start seeing it gain and pop, you know, grow in popularity again. Yeah, at least initially. What do you think, Davius? What is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to the most out of all these things? It's not it's not really a ton of super exciting stuff. I I mean, you know, just selfishly. I would say I'm really looking forward to the bow change. That's really going to help my point blank snipe build. I feel like. Oh it's yeah, be, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's going to be a great uh, for for me personally. Uh, and I'm actually, you know, I'm really excited about the uh, the uh, Clovian Highlands General set. That Ultgen monster. Oh yeah, set. yeah. I think that's going to be able to. I don't know. I, I just I think there's going to be some pretty cool ideas for that one. Yeah, I think so too. I think what about you? for me, same, same thing. I think I'm looking forward to that flame staff on my DK <clears throat> Misato. She's already using a flame staff, and it'll just be even better for her. That would be nice. Nice. Um, Sorks being able to use lightning staffs also will be just <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. That bow passive will be nice. I don't. It's not a huge thing, but it, it, it's just a little bit more usable. Yeah. I'm I'm not looking forward to the Nightblade changes, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it'll it'll be nice when I log on with my Nightblade, but I think I think there's already like a tendency among the player base for for there to be a lot of Nightblades. So any bit of encouragement to play a Nightblade, people take it, you know, and you yes. just start seeing them pop up. Even I so, have a Nightblade now, for goodness' sakes. Yeah, yeah, pretty mean one too, from from the looks of things. It's work. It's 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 working out okay. Mm -hmm. all right well let's take a short very short little break and then we'll come back and talk about pvp and some builds so brb so in pvp i think the main thing i've noticed last couple of weeks is that the um the arcanists are kind of figuring their builds out. It seems like all mm -hmm. the, the nastiest people that I've been coming across <laughs> are Arcanists lately. Has that been the case for you? Yes, I'm uh, starting to dislike the Arcanists uh, <laughs> in, in the BG world. Yeah, that's, I think... That's safe I, to say, I, I think. <laughs> it seems like not very long ago I was saying, like, yeah, Arcanists are really strong and powerful, but I don't feel very threatened by them very often. I can always just kind of walk away from them. I don't really feel that way now. I've come, <laughs> I've come around on that. I'm kind of afraid of Arcanists now. Yes. Afraid or annoyed. I, I mean, I do see some that don't really have a lot of firepower, but at the very least, they are all impossible to kill. Yes. They're always tanky, for sure. Always tanky, no matter what. Uh, but a fair number of them have cracked the code for damage, man. I'm telling you. Like, even on, 
on old Betsy, my main, who is very survivable, a build I feel extremely confident on. Uh, there's been a couple of Arcanists I just run away from. It's just like on site. Mm. I just recognize that name. I do not want to mess with them. I'm out of here. Um, yeah. That's been my experience as well. And I, my, my least favorite situation with Arcanists right now, one, they just, you know, it's so popular to, to have the, the dot styled build where they just load you up with all the dots. But I think my, my biggest struggle with them right now is their, their CC is almost, I don't know. It just seems. Yeah. That, uh, that fear slash charm, depending on the morph, it like, there's just no way out of it. Yeah, the the game like doesn't let you break out of it for no. like a full second. I, I swear. And I I feel like I'm curious if you've seen this same thing. I feel like that Arcanists, like the really good Arcanists, have really learned that, and so they'll they'll throw that CC on you, and then they hit you with the beams, and you're just a sitting duck as all these beams, you know, the beam ult and the the huge beam, and then they just load you up with the dots, and that has melted me. Multiple times here lately yeah. in PGs. The, the worst ones I come across are very much the dot status effect kind of, you know, they're hitting you with elemental susceptibility or force pulse. I think the very, like, strongest one I come across that I'm, like, the most afraid of, I'm pretty sure they were using Draugrkin's Grip and Arms of Reliquin. I don't know what else, but those two sets together... And they were spamming force pulse, and mm -hmm. it was terrifying. I hated it. <laughs> not great. It was not good. Um, so yeah, maybe try those two sets. Any aspiring arcanists out there seem seems pretty darn good. And for an arcanist, it doesn't matter what gear you're wearing. You're you're going to be extremely survivable. They are so tanky. They're gonna that that damage shield is going to have to get nerfed at some point. The one that's got it that consumes crux and heals you at the same time there's no way that's going to stay that way forever it's just it's a, it's just a it's a carry it's a straight it's too carry strong. That, too strong that ability. Yeah. but i would i would say that i think arcanists have have finally kind of reached that you know it, it it's kind of its glory days right now it's the new class a little bit better uh than the other classes and i, I feel like the arcanists have kind of finally hit that that spot where they're they're in a great shape right now extremely good shape and I think damage-wise, I'm okay with them having the damage that they have. I like high damage environments. Uh, something's got to get. They can't have that kind of damage and that kind of survivability, yeah. though. You know what I mean? Like we got to kind of take a look at that and see which which side of that we want to shave down a little bit. Yeah, I, I would say three things for me that stand out for the Arcanists is that I think that. Maybe tone down, I, I'm not saying get rid of, but maybe tone down the dot passive that they have. Tone that down just a hair. Um, nerf nerf the shield ability, That's that's got to get revisited. And yeah. then really take a look at that uh, CC stun that they have. That thing's something, something right about that thing. It's the same thing as the Warden's uh, Arctic Blast, I think. It's like, it's the same... When that stuns you, it's like this animation has to finish before yeah. the game will let you break out of it. You can't break it's out of it. It's a similar kind of delay. Like your character does this like freezing motion thing. <laughs> then you can break out. We have a bunch of builds to talk about. Four each. Eight builds Ooh, that we boy. have to talk about here. So get comfy. Four of them are <laughs> Dragon Knights. <laughs> Nice. So I hope you're in the mood for Dragon Knight for dinner tonight. Uh, uh, <laughs> got a lot of it. 
Nice, nice. Are really four? Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot of DKs. Also, eight builds, all but one of them are one bar Oaken Soul builds. Beautiful. Love yeah. it. So I'll, I want to kind of talk about that for a second. So I'm doing this thing. So ever since um, hybridization has become the thing, basically half my ro- half my characters do nothing at all. They just they just sit on my character select screen, and I never log in with them because I can have one Nightblade that has all the stamina elements and all the magicka elements that I like to have in a build, and it's all in one perfect build, and I don't need another Nightblade now. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of true for all the classes. So what I'm doing now is instead of having a, a magicka build and a stamina build for each class like I used to have, I'm going to have a, a two bar build and a one bar build for each Ooh, class. And that's kind of how like I'm going, it. going about it. So uh, to start off, I'll talk about my, uh, my main Dragon Knight build, Misatu Katsuragi. So she's, a, she's kind of like a bread and butter standard mag DK. It's a two bar build. And it's the same build I've been using for a while. It's Burning Spell Weave on the front bar with a Flame Staff, Wretched Vitality on the back bar with a Bow, Gaze of Sithis Mythic Helm, and three Potentates on the jewelry. It's three medium, three light, one heavy. It's all well-fitted. Uh, Bloodthirsty Jewelry, Atronach Mundus, Sugar Skulls, Tripots. The biggest tweak I've made to her recently is I turned her into a vampire just for that stage three undeath passive. That's the only reason. So I'm not actually using any vampire abilities or anything like that. Uh, And that's made a big difference. She is a Breton, so her uh, sustain was already basically infinite. Uh, Using a charged flame staff, I'm I'm applying the burning status constantly. That um, I think it's the combustion passive that gives me sustain when I do that. So... I kind of had the sustain to spare. It really is not a big deal going stage three vamp. Um, as long as I have wretched and the, and a sustained moon to stone, it still, it still feels pretty comfortable. And that's coming from someone who likes to have an ample amount of sustain in their builds. For the offense, the combo is just, uh, I chain in with chains of devastation. I lock them down with burning talons. Uh, I spam the, uh, the flame lash whip until they dodge out of the talons. And then I fossilize them, and I go right back to whipping them. Um, and with Flame Lash, of course, when they're immobilized, uh, you set them off balance, and it becomes Power Lash. And um, you get that special Power Lash proc for the entire time that they're off balance. So it's costing less, it's doing more damage, it's healing you for quite a bit every single time. So that's your opportunity to really go hard. When they're off balance and you get that Power Lash proc, then you can kind of you can kind of face roll incoming damage and that kind of stuff. If, if they're really close to dying and you just need a couple of more whips to, to take them out, just go for it. You know, as long as they're, you're in that, that window of time there. And it's really fun kind of interplaying the CC between talons and fossilize and just making sure you're draining their stamina constantly by just CCing the heck out of them all the time. <laughs> um, and then I do have the leap ultimate. You could use, oh, um, yeah. So yeah, do. that's the one. That's the one. You could use um, corrosive armor, no problem. That'd be totally fine. But uh, I think I like leap the best. Honestly, I think the reason I like leap the best is again for sustain reasons. It's like just the right cost that if I'm using that leap regularly, then my my resources stay full basically. Whereas the others are, are a little more expensive, so I'm kind of struggling a little more waiting for that ultimate. Yeah. 
defensively, her healing abilities are her main healing abilities are vigor and coagulating blood. That's pretty ample. And then she does use protective plate, aka the flappy wings on the back bar. Um, that reduces projectile damage by 50% and gives her um, snare immunity. So um, that's a nice one to like dodge cancel that ability on your bow bar. So you get major expedition, you get all snares and immobilizations removed, and you're protected from ranged attacks all in kind of one action. Very nice. So yeah, that's Misato. Basically a standard mag DK, but the, the Ket Sparrow Hawkway, you know, it's not like holding a, a block button and face rolling damage it is still sort of mobility based defense uh but when it comes to offense it's very much kind of that classic mag dk uh gets really great results going going stage three vamp made a huge difference in the survivability um so yeah there you go there you have it old misato davius what's going on with lord of nords man old lord of nords you know if we're talking dk you know you know where i'm gonna come on this one uh, Yep. <laughs> Really, I mean, uh, so, and and I think, you know, we're talking about a lot of builds, like you mentioned, and, and some of the builds I'm going to talk about are ones that I've kind of talked about and haven't made a whole lot of changes. Lord of Nords is absolutely one of those, um, with the recent changes I made on it, um, adding the Spectral Cloak, um, but it's kind of, you know, the Black Rose Prison uh, dual wield. That's kind of the, mm-hmm. the most recent change I've made on it, just kind of a, a reminder of the whole build is it's five piece coral riptide two piece blood spawn uh that black rose Piz, uh, prison dual wield uh one druid's braid one trainee and then oaken soul uh, but the build's still doing great and and you know i've actually been doing quite a bit of bgs here recently and it's kind of interesting that i've i've you know this is still my favorite build to play still still my go-to build you know, it is uh, it is that Oaken Soul build. So the bar setup is just the Noxious Breath, and I use that as the spammable. Uh, and then I do Molten Whip, um, Deep Breath, Quick Cloak, uh, Coag for the heal, and then the ult is Leap. It's the only, it's the only ult, the only way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do six well-fitted with one reinforced, uh, and then I do a heavy chest with that reinforced. Um, five medium, one heavy, one light. Um, three bloodthirsty on the jewelry, two of those damage, one recovery, uh, and then the sugar skulls, and then the serpent mundus. And kind of like you you were saying with with kind of going through characters and and with the hybridization that's kind of happened. Um, really, you know, I would say since Oaken Soul's coming out, that's kind of been my go-to for most of my, you know, for all my builds. Well, except for one. But you know, I've kind of really locked in this Oaken Soul setup, and so you'll, as the I talk about some of these builds coming up, you'll kind of see these similarities of Sugar Skulls, similar similar jewelry, you know, the Recovery Mundus, uh, and it's kind of I've really kind of liked this this foundation setup. It really kind of lets me get the stats where I want to do, and then kind of focus on. Usually, I'll find one or two one or two sets to throw on there to kind of really highlight what the build does. Uh, and Lord Nords is really, you know, he's just he's just a DK brawler. He's he's uh, he's good AOE damage. He'll throw out a lot of damage pressure. Uh, he's not a big, you know, get kills build. He's not a, you know, no executes or anything like that. But he'll throw out high damage numbers and kind of disperse good AOE damage. Uh, and you know, he's tanky, uh, can get out of fights and stay alive. So he's he's a really fun build to play. It's essentially a PvP tank in a way. You know, yeah. you're not like. 
you're not like a tank as in like standing there holding the block button, but you are drawing aggro and mm-hmm. absorbing damage and kind of being that focal point for enemies and kind of kind of taking the pressure off of your allies. I think yeah. that's kind of the main thing he brings to the table. And I, I would say that's kind of, yeah, that's absolutely why. And I think that's why he really highlights really well on kind of the group uh, play because in solo, in solo queue, that's not, you know, it's just not as well coordinated to do that. And that's just not as, as mm-hmm. needed uh, in the kind of the solo queue match. It's and all so, scattered and it's oh, yeah. random and yeah. yeah. A lot of outnumbered fights and things like that. And he'll still take damage and, 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 you know, not have very many deaths. But, you know, like I said, you're just not going to get crazy kill counts with him. His, he really, really highlights a team that, like you said, he can, he can take all the damage, take all the attention while the other team, you know, with them not having that pressure on them, they can kind of really focus and get their, get their damage off or get their rotations off. Yeah, nice. Well, let's keep continue- talking DKs. Let's keep talking DKs. Uh, one I haven't talked about in a while. Uh, Bad Sally. She's my orc stam DK. And uh, she's she's kind of branching out, trying new things. Uh, I've turned her into an Oaken Soul bow build, a bow DK. Okay, okay. Now, this is kind of outside of Sally's comfort zone. She's normally not a ranged weapon. No, type, she's you know. bad, old bad. Sally makes fun of 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 bow users and healers. That's she usually teases them. So this but, is different. Uh, she's getting used to it. This is actually a pretty <laughs> fun little build here. So it's an Oaken Soul bow build. It is so it's the Oaken Soul ring, five pieces Morog Tong, two pieces Bloodspawn, the Asylum bow, uh, and then one trainee, one Druid's braid. The bar setup is Acid Spray, Lethal Arrow, Magnum Shot. Uh, I have Vigor and Coagulating Blood for the heals. And then I have Corrosive Armor for the ultimate. Corrosive is really great for for uh, an Oaken Soul build. It's a great ultimate because it's both offensive and defensive. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of like you have two ultimates. You can use it in either situation. So uh, that Morog Tong set, if you don't remember, that's the one that uh, when you hit someone with, I think it's with direct damage, um, it causes them to take 10% additional poison and disease damage from all sources, not just from you, but from everyone. Uh, And then the Asylum Bow, when you hit someone with Arrow Spray, it causes them to have 6,600 less resistance against all bow attacks, not just from you, but from everyone. Um, so it's kind of supportive in that way. We're we're increasing our allies' damage if they're using those types of attacks. Uh, the combo is very, very simple. You just hit them with uh, arrow spray to activate the asylum bow, and then you just spam snipes at them until time to reapply <laughs> arrow spray. Um, arrow spray, it's, it's a really short dot. It, o- it only lasts five seconds, but it's a very strong dot. Plus, of course, it's activating that asylum bow. So... Um, Within that five seconds, you basically have time for about three snipes. So it's just arrow spray, snipe, snipe, snipe. Arrow spray, snipe, snipe, snipe. And then you have a magnum shot in there to stun them with, and I just try to be very random with that. You know, you want to do it roughly every six seconds or so to make sure you're CCing them on cooldown and working down their stamina bar. But you don't want to be too too predictable. You know, maybe this time do it before the snipe, this time after Mm -hmm. the snipe, you know, and just kind of mix it up, keep them on their feet. Uh, it's a lot of damage. Just those two abilities right there, it's a ton of damage. Uh, and especially you can have corrosive active if you want to or not, you know, however you want to do it. 
It's great. We need to get this uh, this build together with uh, Bear Claw, your point blank snipe oh, build. I can yeah. give you basically I can give you twenty percent extra damage oh to gosh. your point blank snipe. Oh my goodness. It's already thirty three percent from yeah, the the that's already weapon a lot. It's already a lot of damage. That is uh that is beautiful. We gotta make yeah. that happen. That could be a lot of fun. And Bear Claw is, he's he's got heals and stuff, so you can kind of mm-hmm. be supportive and yeah, that'd be yep. a good little little duo there. Yeah, we gotta make that happen. Um speaking of which, Bearclaw the Nord. What's old, going on with this guy, man? Oh, Bearclaw. This is kind of the build I've probably played the most here lately. Um, you know, kind of hop back on it. Haven't really changed it much. Uh, you know, the build is it's five piece Swamp Raider, two piece Stam- Baylor. Stamina it's your stamina warden, right? Stamina warden. I don't I don't yes, think we good said call. that. Yet. <laughs> good call. Good call. Uh stamina warden. Uh five piece swamp raider, two piece Baylorg, um, Vatishran bow, which is that point blank snipe. Uh, two piece trainee and then the Oaken Soul, um, and and yeah, he he's been he's been uh, he's been kind of my go to here lately. Um, just kind of solid I, I, build. Yeah, logged on with him and just kind of I, every time I feel like I kind of forget how fun he is. Like I said, it's an Oaken Soul build. The, the bar setup is uh, Lethal Arrow. It's the, the go to of the build. Mm-hmm. Um, Shimmering Shield, Resolving Vigor, Sub Assault, Polar Wind. Uh, and then the alt, I use the bow alt, the toxic barrage. Um, and it's, it's just, just a killer bar setup. I love that bar setup. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, change you got, nothing. Yeah. yeah. It, it's got team support with the polar wind. You got good heals with the vigor and the wind on yourself. Sub assaults, good AOE pressure. Um, Shimmering shield is an unbelievable, great defensive ability. It's a bow mm-hmm. build. So I've got the speed. Yeah. Um, the shimmering shield also gives me the major heroism. Uh, on top of the Oaken Soul, I've got you know minor heroism. It's a Nord, oh, yeah. so the Toxic Barrage I'm just getting constantly, which is an unbelievable ability when you pair it with the Swamp Raider and the Baylorg. Um, yeah, and yeah, then the point, the point itself. blank, yeah, and then the point blank snipes. I mean, it's just these it's these a, lethal lot arrows just they they take chunks. That's that's uh, it's been a really really fun build. Kind of like you said, it kind of has that full package in that one bar. It's kind of got everything that I need. Um, and, you know, he's he's got a great look. That always is, you know, that always helps with the characters get the look down. He does um, have a great look. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he's been, he's been a lot of fun lately. Uh, you know, he's kind of the opposite of what I would say uh, I was talking about with Lord of Nords. If Lord of Nords is like my you know, high end group play. We're putting a group together. I'm grabbing Lord of Nords. Bearclaw, he's a hundred percent my solo BG build. Mm-hmm. He he gets kills. Uh like we said with that bar, he can kind of handle any situation. Uh and he definitely he definitely gets some kills on the solo BGs. He's he's probably my oh, I bet. probably my highest kill my he's got my highest kills uh of, of all the builds I have going right now. Yeah and uh Man, I need to see more point blank snipe. I, I seriously don't think I see any other point blank. <laughs> Nobody snipe else is using there. it. It's a yeah, hidden I mean, secret. Now, let me tell you, I see plenty of snipe builds out there, but they're all far away. None of them are trying yeah. to get close to me. I mean, and we uh. we we said it time and time again, but it really is. And I can only explain. Like, I, I wish I wish more people would put this build together because it's so much fun. But when you you know, because the the range on snipe is insane. So I'll throw a couple out there just to be doing damage. But when they yeah. see that ability and you can just see players, they immediately sprint, beeline straight towards you 
Yeah. And it's just setting up exactly for what you want. They just hate Snipe. Everyone just yeah. hates Snipe. So it's oh, just, yeah. I'm going to go kill that dude. And usually snipers are extremely squishy. <laughs> so you think you're getting a, a free kill here. Uh, and you're, you're this tanky freaking Nord Warden. <laughs> and, you're, and you just gave him 33% more oh, damage yeah. by running to him. It, they you can usually tell that it catches them off guard when they get close and they'll throw a you know a rotation or two into me and then they're just like wait a minute like this is all going terribly wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> why is the damage so much higher all of a sudden it's glorious that's great, great. secret uh um arena weapon out there the the vatishrampo it's fantastic mm-hmm. yeah bear claw i think that's my favorite build of yours you yeah. have a lot of great bills, and I think that's probably and, my favorite and, one. And you know what? Realistically, he's getting buffed in this next uh, upcoming patch. That The new bow changes, I think, are going to benefit him. Oh, greatly. yeah. I mean, 5% more damage, just yeah. straight straight to you right there. Yeah. I'll take it. All right. I'm going to take us back to Dragon Knights now. We've been back talking to the about, DK. We've been talking about not Dragon Knight for too long. Uh, so I, ha- uh, if you don't know, I have three dragon knights, actually. It's the only class I have three characters of. Uh, this one's name is Flossie, just our totally random name means nothing. Um, and, uh, she is a Nord. Yes, this is one- there it is. This is one that, This is um, the Nord DK. Yeah, I made this character a long time ago for an ulti-gen build. And that was ages ago, and she's just been chilling on the character select, select screen ever since. It's been a long time coming, but I've I've been toying around with this idea of ma- making this um this shifting standard build where I just keep the shifting standard active as long as possible. Turns out you can keep that shifting standard active just about permanently. It's pretty amazing. That is amazing. So uh this is an ulti gen build. It's Oaken Soul, it's uh five pieces eye of the grasp, two pieces blood spawn, three potentates, uh one trainee, and one druid's braid. This Eye of the Grasp set, this was not on my radar at all until I just stumbled upon it a couple of days ago. Uh, it's an Overland set. It comes from the Deadlands. It's very cheap. Nobody is buying this set. So, I mean, it's I bought, I bought this, th- this like a complete set of like the exact traits I want and everything for nothing. <laughs> um, but it, it gives you a line of Max Magicka, a line of Weapon and Spell Damage, a line of Crit. And then when you deal critical damage, generate 7 Ultimate with a five-second cooldown. So that, that averages to 1.4 ultimate per second, which is like, I think that's more than twice as much as what um, Minor Heroism gives you. Um, which I, I, I also have Minor Heroism from Oakensoul, yeah. right? Um, it's, a, it's quite a lot of ultimate, actually. It's very easy to proc that pretty much on cooldown. And I like that the two through four piece bonuses are all kind of... You know, useful offensive. It's it's magicka, weapon and spell damage, and crit chance. You know, so it's all kind of good stats to have in a PvP build. Um, so yeah, great little set for um for an ulti gen build. Check that out, Eye of the Grasp. Yeah, that's really cool. You've been talking about that set uh, here lately, and and that's a really great one to highlight. Like I, I like you said, and I think there's even other uh, other people in the guild that have even kind of started looking at this set. But great little find. Yeah, light armor. Love the underdog sets. Those are great. It's a ton of ultimate regeneration. I mean, that's really, when you compare it to other sources of ultimate regen, that's a lot. But it's it's honestly, it's a lot like your Lord of Nords build is how I think of it. It's like this offensive pressure support build. Support not as in healing, but support as in yeah. helping the team provide a ton of offensive pressure. 
And it is a lot of damage, but it's not it's not very focused damage. I'm just kind of spamming damage onto the battlefield. It's actually really, really fun. With uh, so let me just tell you the bar setup. It's uh, burning talons, cinder storm, which is that AOE heal, uh, shattering rocks, vigor, coagulating blood, and the shifting standard ultimate. This shifting standard ultimate is kind of insane, dude. So on this build, it is uh, the cost is 191 ultimate, and it has a 29 second duration. So like crazy that well. duration, that's crazy. That duration to that cost is just completely out of whack. So with all this ultimate regeneration, with the blood spawn and being a Nord and Eye of the Grasp and uh, Potentates, um, Minor Heroism from Oakensoul, all of that combined, I have an easy 90% uptime on this shifting standard ultimate. I mean, this thing is going all the time. As long as I'm like in combat and blood spawn is getting procced and everything like that, I have maybe like three seconds of downtime before I can cast it again. Because you can generate ult while it's out there, right? Yeah, ultimate yeah. ultimate generates while it's active. Yes, it's awesome. And and the shifting standard that morph you can um, you can move it for mm -hmm. for as long as it's active. You can you can cast it and cast it and cast it, and it will move to wherever you're standing. You know, as many times as you like. So this whole build, what it's all about is keeping enemies standing in that thing for as long as possible, spamming uh, as much crowd control as I can on them to make it hard for them to get out. Uh, and then if they do claw their way out, I just walk over, drop it right back on top of them, along with all the CC and everything again, and they got to claw themselves right back out again. It deals like 4,500 damage per second, you know, according to the tooltip, plus it's permanent major defile to everyone who's standing in it. So just, you know... 90% of the time, they're just having to deal with that. And it's a huge area that this thing yeah. covers. Um, so it's, it's actually very, very effective. And like that, uh, that cinder storm, that's that AOE that you put down on the ground that uh, it heals you for a lot. It's a very, very strong heal over time when you're standing in it. And it's like a, it's either a 60, I think it's a 60% snare for enemies that are, uh, that are standing in it. So it slows them down a lot. You're immobilizing them with the talons. You're um, you're stunning them with the fossilized or the shattering rocks. The other morph. You know, you're just making it as difficult as possible for them to get out of that thing. And then when they do get out of it, just run right back over to them. <laughs> drop it right back, right <laughs> back on top right of back them. On top of them. Oh, and that's it start, amazing. It starts all over again. It's also a very um, brawly, very tanky. Like you can just sort of impose yourself in the middle of everything. Like you, you are the fight. You know, like you're yeah. like the, the freaking the boss music starts playing, right? <laughs> like you, you're the boss. <laughs> I mean, just being a Nord with the blood spawn, that alone makes you pretty tanky with a uh, potentate gives you that extra 3% mitigation. Uh, Oaken Souls giving you a whole bunch of stuff. Um, uh, vigor with coagulate and oh, yeah. uh, cinder storm, all three of those heals. I mean, you're, you're, you can just kind of hang out in the middle of this nastiness and, just kind of just say deal with it you know just yeah. nothing you can do about it uh pretty fun way to play especially if you have some some fairly competent teammates that don't just fall over you know you don't even necessarily need a healer you just need other teammates that are somewhat competent uh because the biggest drawback of this build is there's no movement speed it's very very slow uh and if we get outnumbered i mean it's it's a tanky build but 
still in an outnumbered situation against competent players, that's a, that's going to be a losing battle no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. But if you at least have one other teammate that can stand by your side, uh, you're you're going to be doing pretty good. I think that's exactly what this build is for—is for team fights. You know, like if we're squatting up, oh yeah, we're getting we're getting the pre-made together. We got a healer. We have like a sork on the team, and maybe one other DK or an arcanist or something like that. I think this would be a perfect build for that. And uh, if as far as the spammable goes, I use the talons as a spammable. Strangely enough, it makes a pretty effective spammable. It's a little on the pricey side, but actually sustains really easy on this build, so it's not a problem. But the the initial damage, the initial attack is pretty good damage. It's balanced like a normal AOE spammable, like the like the Dragon Breath or something like that. So um, and it hits every time. I think it's not dodgeable. I'm pretty sure it hits every time as long as they're in range. So like if it is a one v one situation, or if it's something where I'm trying to finish someone off, I just make sure they're standing in that shifting standard, and I spam the talons over and over and over again, and that's. It's actually enough to kill yeah. a lot of people, surprisingly. Yeah, they can't get out of it. They're just stuck yeah. there. That's uh, that's such a cool idea. Love the idea of this build. Yeah. yeah it works really well. Uh, it's really fun. All right, so that's Flossie, the, the Oaken Perma Standard DK. Uh, Davis, next up you have the Need for Mead, your Stamplar. I haven't heard about this tune in a yeah, while. What's going my, on with the Stamplar? Stamplar? You know, uh, like I said, been you know been doing a lot of BGs lately, and so... Uh, hopped in on this build just to just to try it out and once again not a lot of changes but this is this is old this is old betsy light you know not not uh -huh, uh -huh. not quite old betsy not to that level but it's it's a it's a very old betsy light for sure and so the build on this one is just five piece deadly strikes uh five piece dagon's dominion uh and i do one piece magma and then the oaken soul um and and then the bar setup on this is just, you know, I'll, I'll run through the abilities here, but really kind of similar to what you have with Betsy. But the idea of this build is just as much AOE damage happening all around me. And then if you throw all that out there, you just kind of, you know, wait a couple seconds, find out the, the find your target that's getting uh, the lowest health and then just kind of zoom in on that person. But uh, mm -hmm. um, the bar setup is uh, jabs. Solar Barrage, Resolving Vigor, uh, Ritual of Retribution, so the Vigor and then, and then the, the Burst Heal, uh, and then I do, uh, or I'm sorry, the Ritual, the Honor of the Dead is the Burst Heal that I do, but the Ritual of Retribution is actually, uh, the tooltip on that is the exact same amount of damage as Solar Barrage. So the tooltip's the exact same, um, except that Ritual of Retribution has every tick, it actually increases by 12% damage, and so it ramps up. Um, and the nice thing about that is that, you know, you can throw you can throw that ability quite a bit, and it's such a huge, massive circle that it it hits a lot. Like it's always hitting people because it's just such a massive circle that people aren't gonna they're not gonna avoid that large of a circle of damage. Like they just can't. There's gonna be fights in it, and so uh, I've actually been really happy with that change on this build with with the solar barrage going off that the that giant you know dot that's on the ground. Um, and then with throwing jabs in there and then for the ult, I do the crescent sweep. And then once again, the crescent sweep kind of has that same idea. You throw a crescent sweep out there and it's doing a continued, uh, dot on them. And so it's just kind of all of that builds up to just a whole lot of damage happening kind of all around you. And, and, uh, it's, and a it's very, all, um, unavoidable damage. No one can dodge any of that. Yeah. Um, 
and it's it's all considered AOE damage. So the uh, you know the Dagon's Dominion is 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 buffing all of it, and so it's pretty good tooltips. Um, the build is seven well fitted. Uh, I do six medium, one light, and it's actually three swift jewelry, uh, two damage glyphs, one recovery, and then the sugar skulls, and then the recovery uh, serpent mundus. Um, but that three swift jewelry allows the build to be very very speedy. Um, so it moves around a lot, and so I can kind of just continue move around and just being that constant damage pressure and just throwing down the retribution ritual, uh, all the other AOEs kind of staying with my character. And so I kind of just go into fights, throw down a whole bunch of damage, throw jabs. You know, if the fight doesn't look like it's going well, it's very much get out of get out of the fight, uh, come back, find a different spot that's kind of a, a you know a better situation or can always go back into the fight for you know a better advantage and it's it's a really really fun build how it's kind of this you know kind of attack get out of there attack get out of there uh and until eventually it'll just it'll catch someone um and then you just you just kind of keep doing that just kind of that really strategic kind of just hit and run type build it's it's been a really 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 cool build that uh ritual of retribution is no joke dude i uh I tried it on Betsy actually just a few days ago just to try it. I, I ended up remorphing it because I, I like the heal from the other sure. morph. But looking at some combat metrics, uh, that thing, I, I had some ticks for like 1,800 damage yep. uh, towards the end of that duration, which in PvP for a dot tick, that is gargantuan. That's, That's yes. huge. Um, so just for an, for an example. Yeah, it's it's uh I've been very very happy with that change because I used to run the healing ritual too, um and and that is nice and that's probably more team focus but um I just liked being able to go in there and throw that AOE damage it still um still lets allies cleanse so you can still use it for yourself cleansing and allies can cleanse yeah. um but with vigor and the and the honor of the dead burst heal um, I kind of felt like all right the defense is there but. Once again, you know, I kind think of for an Oaken Soul for a one bar build, it makes it makes really good sense to yes. use the damage more. Yes. Yeah, it's really clever. Like when you told me about that, I was like, ah, oh, that's that's a really good idea. You can still <laughs> cleanse. Yeah. Yep. Uh, still get the best part out of you know out of the ritual with the cleanse. But uh, once again, this is another very very fun uh, solo BG build. Uh, it's mm -hmm. it's kind of great to throw in there, uh, and I would say uh, not kill wise. You know, like like I said, um, my you know. Bear Claw is definitely my leader in kills, but this build is actually, like you just said, with that ritual, uh, this is probably my build that gets the most damage out of all my builds. The damage numbers on this build are pretty ridiculous at the end of a match. Yeah, because two full offensive sets. Yeah, mm -hmm. I believe it. Nice, man. Well, the last build that I have to talk about, I know you have one more, but my last <laughs> one is uh, Bobby Bobango. He's my Bow Crow. Also an Oaken Soul build, like he has been for a while now. Um, his build has been updated a bit. Basically, I took the, the Morog Tong set that he was using, and I gave it to Sally, the Bow DK. So Bobby had to get updated. And it's actually actually has resulted in a better build. <laughs> so it's, um, it's Oaken Soul. It's five-piece Swamp Raider, two-pieces Baylorg, Black Rose Prison Bow, Perfected. Uh, one piece trainee and one druid's braid. The bar, it's the same bar setup as, as before. It's blast bones, venom skull, magnum shot. He has vigor and resistant flesh for his heels and the toxic barrage ultimate. And uh, the combo is very, very basic. You summon a blast bones, you stun them with magnum shot to proc that black rose bow. 
uh, and then you spam the Venom Skull until Blast Bones hit them, hit, uh, until Blast Bones hits them, uh, and then you just summon another Blast Bones and do it all again. Um, I hit them with Magnum Shot every single time, even if they're on CC immunity, because that just makes sure that that Black Rose dot is staying on mm. them the whole time. Um, so that just makes it nice and easy. Just Blast Bones, Magnum Shot, Venom Skull every time. If you if you want to use your ultimate, then uh, just skip the Venom Skull. Just do Blast Bones, Magnum Shot, and then unload the Toxic Barrage ultimate on them while they're stunned from the Magnum Shot. Um, and then Blast Bones will be hitting them. They'll be getting that first tick of that Black Rose dot, and you'll have the super strong ultimate on them. The Baylorg is, is ramping it up, giving you all this extra damage. If they don't die from the bow ultimate, remember that they have that lingering dot that stays on them for a while, and it's a very strong dot, and you still have that Baylorg buff. It lasts for 12 seconds. So if they're not dead, just keep pressuring them, and you almost certainly will be able to kill them with, with that lingering yeah. dot and that Baylorg buff and everything else. You have so much damage at your hands right there, so just keep going for it. This is another one of those builds. Like for one bar, it's just it's it's such a neat, tidy package. You have everything. It's a very hard hitting combo. We we do not lack for damage at all. We have a uh, between vigor and resistant flush. That's all the self healing we need. Plus we can heal allies with resistant flush as well. We get the expedition from the bow. It's just it's all there. And this is one of your OG um, Oaken Soul builds. I feel like. Up up until I put these other builds together here it was one of only two because I had him and then I had my warden healer. Yep. The healer. That was yeah. all I had until, you know, today, basically. Bobby Bobanga. Bobby Bobanga. Great, great build. Swamp Raider, Baylorg, Black Rose Bow, and uh, Oaken Soul. This great is another build. another fun one to run with uh, Bear Claw, because when we, when we throw the double Toxic Barrage on somebody. Oh, man. Ooh. It's dirty. Oh, it's nasty. Dirty. Yeah, that's a great duo, because, yeah, we have the double Toxic Barrages, we both have a lot of damage, and we can both cross-heal, so it's, yep. it's actually a really good little can, pair. Yeah, can share the heals. Yep, absolutely. Yep. All right, your last build, Gift of the Rift, your Magblade. I got a Magblade now. I mean, I you, you know, it's, it's all about Nightblades right now, so, I, you know, like I said, I think I said this in the last episode, it was, t it was time to make one, uh, and boy... I just can't admit it is just a heck of a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a fun class to play. It's it really a lot is. of fun. Uh, very much my take on it. I don't. I do. I don't do none of that invisibility. That ain't. That ain't mm -hmm. for me. Whole gift sure. of the rift ain't about going invisible. He's very much a brawler blade. Um, but uh, it's it's been really good. What the build is is it's five piece ravager, uh, two piece celestrix, uh, three piece agility, one trainee, and then the oaken soul. Um, for the bar setup, I do uh, Concealed Weapon, Refreshing Path, Caltrops, Merciless Resolve, Shrewd Offering, and then for the ult, I do End Cap. Um, and then 7 Well Fitted, 5 Heavy, 2 Medium. I do 2, two Bloodthirsty, 1 Infused uh, damage on the 2 Bloodthirsty, and then a Recovery for the Infused. Uh, and then again, Sugar Skulls, and then the Atronach Mundus for the Recovery Mundus. But uh, yeah, it's a fun little build. You know, the Ravager, the Caltrops ramps up the Ravager. So just kind of throw Caltrops right in the fight that I'm getting into. That'll start ticking up those uh, Ravager stacks. Um, and then the Refreshing Path just makes, I mean, it's, this is a speedy build. Uh, and it's He's a pretty, super speedy. pretty good hot, you know, so I'm always, I can kind of throw that Refreshing Path out there quite a bit. Uh, keep myself speedy, get out of situations when I need to. 
Um, the 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 in cap merciless resolve concealed weapon. That's just I mean that's just all the damage you need. Uh, yeah, the caltrops the caltrops is kind of a nice little bonus on top of it all. But uh, and then the the two piece celestrix. You know that originally wasn't in the plan. I kind of threw on there because that's what I had. But I'm actually loving it. You know he's up there in the fight. And that stellar uh, celestrix will go off and. I'll be up there fighting two, three people, and it almost always lands because it's so hard. It's such a hard uh, animation to notice, and so it'll stun. I've seen that thing all the time, stun two, three people at a time, and so and Caltrops is slowing them down, so they're like mm -hmm. staying in it longer. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's 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 good damage, really good heals. Uh, you know the, the the shrewd offering is just ridiculous, and like I said, that refreshing path hot is actually pretty strong. Yeah. Um, and so it's good heals, uh, really good brawling and the, and the damage is there that, that combo of the concealed weapon and the, the merciless resolve and the end cap is, is really all you need damage wise. Yeah. I do like that, that you can kind of slip into healer mode if you want to just, you have a teammate in trouble, put that path on them, spam yep. some shrewd offerings. You're a healer now. Absolutely. Uh, and like, and then, you know, kind of the, and, and it wasn't really planned, but the side effect of this build is the CC on it is great. Uh, yeah. Like you said, the Caltrops. The Celestrix going off, you know, if I get enough of the end cap, um, you know, it's Oaken Soul and Nord, so the, the old gen is pretty good. Uh, and, you know, the end cap can be a stun. Um, so it, it works. It works really well. I've had a lot of fun with this build. Yeah, surprisingly a lot going on in there. Like It's like a very simple build on the surface, but you kind of look at what's going on. There's a lot of moving parts happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I would say that's like a big, that's one of the biggest things I've learned about the Nightblade class is that they... Every ability's got like multiple functions. There's not just yeah. like, oh, here's this and then the function with it. No, they've got a lot of stuff going in, uh, going on just in the background while you're using those abilities. And so it's also nice because even on a two bar build, their combo is basically just two, maybe three abilities. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you're yeah. not really having to give up anything. Really. No, I mean the build setup is fantastic. It's it's kind of everything I need. Um, and then, yeah, I think the refreshing path was probably the last ability I threw on there, but it was kind of that, you know, that cherry on top with, uh, that, that extra hot and just getting the speed of trying, you know, just being able to get out of situations, uh, that, you know, it's once I throw a couple of those down, he, he's getting out of the situation. Yeah. So I've nice. It's a nice little brawler blade. I might have to make something kind of like that. That does sound like a lot of fun. Being so speedy and you can slow people down with the caltrops. Yeah. You got the heals, you got the damage. I dig that. Okay, so scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to send us some emails, that's where you can send them. Uh, each week, we're going to pick out a random person, or not random, we're going to pick out our favorite email uh, and give them some gold. So this week, we're going to give away 100k gold. If you're on the PCNA server, if you're not on the P PCNA server, uh, we're just going to say thank you very, very much for sending us an email. <laughs> 100k gold worth of thank yous. Yeah. Uh, Davius will... Um, Send you a voicemail saying thank you 100,000 times. 100,000 times. Uh, it'll take a while, but it may be multiple voicemails that have to carry over. We're going to get there. We're <laughs> going to take get there. breaks. <laughs> First email is from our good buddy, Uncle Sam. He says, hello, scrolling listeners. 
So I started a new trend recently in the Discord where you screenshot a good BG scoreboard and post it next to a screenshot of your tune's fashion. I think it gives a new dimension to checking out each other's PvP exploits, and I think it's been well received. I think so too. At least two people said they liked it. So that's, I'm a that's huge pretty, fan. That's good. Yeah, I've even, I think, stole, I like it. I, I've even stolen the idea a couple times. Love it. That's true. It is a cool idea. Um, so Sam goes on to say, uh, "I would like to see more. I would like to see if more scrolling listeners from all over would post similarly in Discord with a scoreboard and a selfie." It could be pretty fun checking out all the different people. Maybe we could even get Ket to give out a prize and Davius to choose a winner. Ooh. Thanks. Oh, and P.S. Kingnar stinks. <laughs> um, yeah, Wishing it is a really cool idea. <laughs> I do, I do like that, especially uh, you know someone who maybe you've been killed by a time or two before, posting a screenshot of like a good scoreboard and a picture of the fashion and mm-hmm. you know you don't always get a clear look at what people's characters look like so it's cool to see like oh that's what that dude looks like okay all right yeah i i, I love this idea i i think it's such a cool idea uh, as i said i've, I've stolen this idea a couple times but just like you said it's it's really neat to kind of see the scoreboard see the results but actually see the character that you know that though that's what it looked like in there because like you said and, and when you're in a bg it's hard to see what a character actually looks like in the middle of those fights and running around. And, and so, and a well, lot of these PVPers have some top tier fashion going oh, on. Oh yeah. And that's the other part of it is it it's, you get to see the BG results, but you also get to see kind of different character fashion. Mm-hmm. Top notch idea. I think it's fantastic. Be nice. If there was some sort of add on that could automate it, like you push a button and it'll cap this, it'll cap the scoreboard, then cap your character and export it as one single image. That you can then drag in because that's the only downside. It's a little more effort. To, uh, uh, it is a little bit more that. effort. It's a little <laughs> bit more effort to to get it done. That's for sure. That is cool. Thanks for writing in, Sam. No question. He just wanted to say, hey, this is cool. Well, you know, he had the question about if you're if you're paying out prizes. I, you know, I can I can oh, definitely huh? step forward and pick a winner on who to give Ket's prizes to. But <laughs> I um, I'll think about it. <laughs> Remember when your parents used to say that? It's kind yeah, of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we picked up the tone, Kat. We got it. We got it. We, yeah, let me, uh, let me think on it. Let me think on it. Think about it. That's a big, that's a maybe. <laughs> like those reserves don't last forever. Uh, next email comes from Garyan. Uh Garyan says, greetings. Oh, Garyan is also our good friend. I said our good friend, Sam. Garyan is also our good friend. <laughs> Uh, Gary, Gary, it says, greetings and salutations. If you isekai'd into an Elder Scrolls, into the Elder Scrolls, what race would you like to be? Uh, he says, make Starjumper give a race that isn't Nord. Davius. I refuse. Won't do it. <laughs> Nord. He says, uh, that he's, hold on. He says, bonus follow-up question. Uh, you just got transformed in real life in, into an Elder Scrolls race. Uh, your options are Khajiit, Argonian, Dark Elf, High Elf, Wood Elf, and Orc. So basically, the the human races are off the table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which would you be, and why? So we'll go with the first one first. So if Isekai is like a, a genre of anime, basically, if you 
got teleported into the game and you, and you had to be a race, what race would you choose? Davis, you would be a Nord. I'd have to be. I can't I can't not answer this. I apologize, Gary Ann. I'm breaking the rule that you wrote out so, there, but Nord. Gun to your head, what is. pull the trigger. Pull the trigger or I'm a Nord. <laughs> that's the two options right there. That's, all, that's the only options on the table. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you can't even. You can't even fathom. A I second can't even. Choice. I, I can't even. I can't even put it in place. I, I do have an answer for the second question because he took that one. So on the second question, on the transformed, I will say this because I do have a reason. Okay. I would probably go with Argonian, and I understand the theme of this question is you're taking the human races out. I oh. would go with Argonian because I'll I'll say this about the Argonian race. They're they're probably my second favorite race in the game. And I'm a big, I'm a big visual guy, like you know, the look of the character. And I do think that of all the races in the game, Argonian have the most like extensive kit to to make unique looks for their characters in the game. Like with yeah, the different. But, skins. I mean, if you're an Argonian, if you're an Argonian in the real world, people are going to like freak out every time they see you. Yeah, but heck. I, can't they breathe underwater? You just you just go hang out, you know, in the ocean for a couple of days. It don't matter. Yeah, I guess, I guess you just hang out with fish. Sure. All your best friends are fish. Why not? Hope Make you don't get eaten by a shark. Outcast from society. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it'd be worth it. Uh, you got a tail, you know. You probably do stuff with tail. Like that's probably yeah, that's who probably needs, helpful. Who needs friends? I got this tail. I got this tail. <laughs> Well, okay, if I were isekai into the Elder Scrolls universe, I think I would maybe be a wood elf, because okay. they're all, like, running around in the forest, and I just think of wood elves as being kind of fast and speedy, and they're, like, hunting animals and stuff. I don't know, Hop it just seems like it's through a, the trees. Yeah, just kind of swinging around and, uh, and uh, gallivanting. They're doing a lot of gallivanting. A lot of there. gallivanting. Uh, just seems like a fun race to be. So is that uh, your answer? To yeah, I think I would have the same answer for the for the uh, if if you know in the real world, I think I would also of those choices, I think I would also be a high elf or a, a, a wood elf, because like I was just saying, if I'm an Argonian, I'm going to like cause a panic, like you know, like nations will shut down. Uh, I think Khajiit would be kind of similar, or people would just be weird, you know. You know, there's some weirdos out there. I get the feeling if if I'm an Argonian in real life, and you're this wood elf, you're 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 gonna throw acorns at me. You're not being friends with me. I'm getting that vibe. You're not oh, yeah. talking to me. You're like, look at that weird guy down there, and then you just speed off. You'll just throw the comments out there, and Might then you're gone. You. <laughs> you know those wood elves? They have weird dietary habits. <laughs> be trying to hunt me. So it just would really it really turn dark. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go wood elf for both. I feel like if I'm an elf, you know, I can people just be like that dude looks weird. He must have got some weird contacts or something, or you know, but I feel like I could still just walk Pull around in society and I could wear a hat and I'd be fine. You know, as you know, I'm walking around as this Argonian, you know, I'm just putting on a big coat, nobody'll know. Nobody knows. That's true. It depends, I guess. I guess it depends on how realistic these Argonians look in real life. Maybe <laughs> it just looks like you're wearing a cheap costume. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> People are just like, what's with this weirdo? Look at this guy. Why does he always walk around like that? <laughs> uh, all right. Pick a favorite email, Davius. Uh, I got to go with Uncle Sam on this one. I, I, love, I love the idea. Two things. I'll give you two good reasons right here. Okay. 
Love the idea of the screenshot with the BG post. It's 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 the two most important things about a PvP character. How do you look? How how well do you do in the BG? It's all, all that right. matters. Two, Garen's email literally has the sentence race that isn't Nord. I I that just that's <laughs> not a winner for me. I can't pick that as a winner. I mean, come on. He didn't let me say Nord. So <laughs> he, he didn't loses. let me say Nord. <laughs> <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you, Gary. Never separate a man, this man from his Nord. Uh, that's so funny. All right, Uncle Sam. Man, this is uh, becoming pretty profitable for Sam writing in these emails. Yeah, we all know that Sam, he's got no in-game gold. He's, he's broke. He needs it. Gary, needs, and don't get mad. Sam needs it more than you do, I'm sure. Sam needs he doesn't do money. his writs. I know Gary does his writs, and I know Sam no. does not. No. Uh, all right. We'll have that coming your way, Sam. We have a guild. The guild's name is Stoons Goons. It is what? It's the best PvP guild in the game, and it also just so happens to be the best named guild on the PCNA server. It's also the official guild of the Scrollin' Podcast. If you'd like to be a member, send us an email at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com and I'll send you an invite. If you're not on the PCNA server or uh, if your guild roster is full, that's no big deal. The real the real guild headquarters is really the Discord. Um, yeah. So if you'd like, you can come join up there. In-game membership is not required. Everyone on the Discord is a fully-fledged goon. You can come along and, and hang out with us. You know, everything we do. Uh, so scroll on podcast at gmail.com and we'll invite you to the guild or the Discord or both. If you'd like to support the show, one easy thing you can do is go to the Apple Podcast app and give us a star rating and especially a review. That'll help us out. If you'd like to go a step further than that, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast and sign up to receive Stoons Boon for $3 a month. That gets you a number of benefits, including access to the, what's it called? The Booncast, which is a, a shorter <laughs> podcast episode that I do uh, on the off weeks, still all about Elder Scrolls. Um, so patreon.com slash scrolling podcast is where you can do that. If you can't do Patreon right now, then just come hang out on the Discord. That doesn't cost anything. And that actually helps us out quite a bit because it gives us stuff to talk about here on the show just by having conversations with people and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so scrolling podcast at gmail.com for that invite shout out to the chat for the people that were here for like five minutes uncle <laughs> sam want to buy my dog king nar uh and uh shout out to oh and exoleon he stayed a little bit longer and shout out to our true friend grizzly khan been shout here the out whole grizzly time khan. grizzly khan the champ back on the the old work schedule so he can join us for the recordings again mm-hmm. it's nice getting them he's getting them shout outs back up again back up to his 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 regular numbers <laughs> got some catching up to do <laughs> glad we can keep you company at work grizz uh shout out to uncle sam slavka axolion wanna buy my dog uh welcome back king nar and kdms uh those guys took a break for a little while which is always a good thing to do but uh, they're back now. It's just like old times. But yeah, all those guys, we've all just been playing together a lot. It's been a lot of fun. Great group of dudes. Uh, shout out to the Elder Goons, the OGs. Thank you guys for being our friends for so long. Uh, it's great having you guys around. Uh, and thank, uh, shout out to our Stoons, Boone, 
Uh, recipients, our Patreon supporters, Porkbody, Toadster, Gummy Bear, GrizzlyCon, Thomas, Taggard, and Mother of Dragons. Thank you guys very much. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Davius, anything else? I don't think so. Excited for these uh, changes to come into play. I'm ready for it. Is excited the word? Maybe it is for you. I don't know if excited is the word, but hey. I guess I'm ready. I'm Bear ready Claws, for it. Bear Claw's hitting harder. There's a new Ult Gen set. That's all That's all I need. It's weird that there's no like content. Even though like this would have been a dungeon release, and I never cared. I, before, I never cared about <laughs> dungeon releases, but I still feel <laughs> but, like I'm getting cheated. But they took it away, and so now you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe I want a dungeon. I now. liked knowing it was out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know that I could do it if I wanted to. Uh, All right. Thank you guys very much for listening. We'll see you next time.